Well, we had an economic recession, I think, all the time back then, but uh, we didn't call it as such. It was just the way things were. So, you know, I grew up in a place, a townland called Anna, which is a metropolis of sorts, three miles west of Tralee, out on the uh, Dingle Peninsula. And, um, you know, I can remember the, the late 1950s and that, and... Uh, walked to the uh, local national school, Derrick National School, which was about uh, three miles to the west of where I lived. And uh, I remember the sheer terror of the first day starting there. My father drove me there on the handlebar of the bike and I heard the collective um, sound inside of people doing the I'm sure or something like that in Irish. It was... Um, a foretaste of what was to come by way of Irish grammar and, you know, tough times and corporal punishment and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, my, my, my father, uh, my father would, you know, uh, he, he sang, from what I remember quite well, I still sing in the bath and places like that, collective judgment that it's not exactly uh, an underlying undiscovered talent of mine. But uh, he, would, he, he, he would sing uh, and, he, you know, he was interested in Joseph Locke and people like that, and I suppose uh, the song I would associate it with him, you know, would be I'll Take You Home Again, Kathleen. My father was from the town and my mother was from the country. I mean, it was only a few miles apart, but back then it seemed like uh, a mammoth difference by way of formative background. He worked in England for some years, and he brought home at the time a very sophisticated piece of highly advanced technology called a transistor radio. And we were the first people, we were on the, the last people, I think, to get television around, which I think in retrospect was a very good thing. Um, but we were one of the first people to get um, a transistor radio. And um, a big formative thing in my own early years was uh, particularly the BBC. BBC, what would be now BBC Radio 4 and Radio 2 at the time. And indeed the music on Radio 2, which I suppose was broad Middle of the road music. Well, I suppose I've often thought, you know, which singer have you has has one most enjoyed during their life, and what particular singing voice? And, um, I, you know, I love uh, Emmy Lou Harris's voice and Hickory Wind. Actually, uh, program broadly of this ilk, uh, Desert Island Discs. Um, the writer. Kazuo Ishiguro, who wrote Remains of the Day, which won the Booker Prize a couple of years ago, um, I noticed Hickory Wind was one of the songs he selected. So sometimes I'm worried about um, being indulgent of country music because it's not good for one's image. You come across as something of a hick. But if a Booker Prize author can uh, select it, I think I'm okay as well. She's from Dublin, but uh, her parents are, are actually from um, West Kerry as well. So she had been born and raised in Dublin. And uh, her mother was going down to visit some relations for the August bank holiday weekend. So she drove her down, um, Sheila that is. And uh, that night, um, her mother being um, a farsighted woman, said... Um, why don't you go into the dance in the um, Mount Brandon Hotel and you might meet some local guys, maybe some really well-heeled farmer 
with a big milk quota or whatever it is that farmers have or had at the time. Um, so anyway, she went in there and um, uh, that's where we met. That, that was back in 1971, the August bank holiday weekend. So I, I did the thing at the time, walked across and we had a few dances and I got her telephone number. We are all influenced, as we said earlier, by our formative years. And one of the things that greatly influenced me was uh, reading. I spent a lot of time, mainly because there was little else to do other than play football, um, uh, you know, in the county library in Trilly, borrowing books and bringing them home and reading them and um, just passing the time that way. And I think retrospectively, it was one of the great benefits I got because, you know, it teaches you to various things. Obviously, it improves your general knowledge and awareness of life, but it, it, it teaches you to be able to amuse yourself and, you know, to cope with things like solitude or that terrible thing called boredom. I suppose I've loved Johnny Cash, um, really, as, as long as nearly I can remember at this stage. Here Comes the Rainbow Again was written by Chris Christopherson, and uh, it's basically a song based on the Great Depression in America in the 1930s and the novel by John Steinbeck, The Grapes of Wrath. And it's, um, you know, what one might describe as a story song. It's about two kids who come into a, um, a roadside cafe and they don't have enough money to buy some sweets in the shop. And the waitress f fiddles things a bit so as that they can actually get their sweets. And there's two truck drivers there and... The song tells the reaction of the truck drivers. The scene was a small roadside cafe The waitress was sweeping the floor Two truck drivers drinking their coffee Two oaky kids by the door How much are them candies, they asked her how much have you got, she replied We've only a penny between us Them's two for a penny, she lied And the daylight grew heavy with thunder With the smell of the rain on the wind Ain't it just like a hill that rainbow again One truck driver called to the waitress After the kids went outside Them candies ain't too far a penny so what said to you, she replied In silence they finished their coffee Got up and nodded goodbye She called, hey, you left too much money So what said to you, they replied And the daylight was heavy with thunder of the rain on the wind Ain't it just like a human Here comes that rainbow again Ain't it just like a human 
Here comes that rainbow again. 